Are you making the right choices in the right moments? Learn all about it on today's Cracking the Code. Listen, it's really important to constantly work on your personal life as well as your business life. And if you aren't thinking about where you want to end up in your life and business, you can become stagnant. Today, I'm going to talk about inconsequential decisions or what seem like inconsequential, how to get where you want to go, and how to create new habits that'll take your life to a new level. Concept number one, we got to learn to focus on the seemingly inconsequential decisions. Now, when I say seemingly inconsequential, the reason I use that word seemingly is because, in fact, these decisions are very consequential. But what happens is we make so many decisions throughout the course of the day that we start making these, you know, kind of autopilot decisions. And that's what I mean by seemingly inconsequential. Neuroscientists estimate <clears throat> that we make 30,000 individual choices every day. Now, stop and think about that 30,000 times a day. Now, that could be something as simple as I'm going to walk uh, to the right uh, around this post uh, or the left, or I'm going to eat this instead of that, or I'm going to talk to this person or not talk to this person. But 30,000 times a day, neuroscientists estimate we're making these decisions. Most of these decisions are made on autopilot, right? They're, they're, ju they're just made second nature. We just automatically make them. We're not really thinking you know, about these decisions. It's not like a big decision, like a big decision in your life might be, you know, should I take this job? <clears throat> should I marry this person? Should I buy this house? Those are big decisions. Those are decisions that you're gonna contemplate, right? You're gonna do the old pros and cons, the old Ben Franklin you know, analysis, right? But it's these small decisions, these seemingly inconsequential decisions that have a huge impact on your life. And those are the ones we gotta learn how to make sure that we're making the right decisions when we're doing it on autopilot, right? So let me give you a couple of examples. So take, for example, someone that you know that likes to smoke cigarettes, right? Take the most avid smoker that you know. Now, we've known for about 100 years now in this country that smoking is bad for our health, right? So you got to ask yourself, if we know smoking is bad for our health, why do so many people still smoke? The answer to that question is actually very simple. The reason people smoke, despite the negative consequences, is that smoking won't hurt you today, right? Whatever impact smoking is going to have is going to be 20 or 30 years down the line. But smoking a cigarette is not going to have an immediate impact today. And with human nature such that it is, when there's a behavior that has no immediate consequences or immediate benefit, we don't pay much attention to it. So because smoking a cigarette doesn't have an immediate con consequence, we don't pay any attention to it. Imagine this scenario. <clears throat> Imagine if when somebody smoked a cigarette, like somebody the first time they smoked a cigarette, their head exploded, right? There was like immediate consequence of smoking cigarettes, right? Well, guess what? Uh, people wouldn't smoke anymore. Like that would be the end of it. If there was an immediate like head exploding consequence, but that's just not real life, right? These things happen very subtly and very gradually. So take that smoker that you know, the one that really loves, like the most avid smoker that you know, and I'm talking about the guy that would sit outside and, you know, 20 mile an hour winds and sub-zero temperatures to get that smoke break, that dude right there. But instead of giving him one seemingly inconsequential cigarette at a time, right, instead of giving him one cigarette at a time, instead give him an entire year's worth of cigarettes at one time, 
right? That might be two or 3,000 cigarettes, right? <clears throat> but he'd give them to him at one time. You take all those two or 3,000 cigarettes, you wrap them up in like a giant blunt, and you hand it to him, and you say, smoke them if you got them, right? Would he smoke 2,000 cigarettes at one time? Probably not. And if you ask him, well, why won't you smoke all 2,000 cigarettes at one time? What would he most likely say? It'll make me sick. It might kill me, right? Smoking 2,000 cigarettes will make you sick and it might kill you, right? But here's the thing. Smoking 2,000 cigarettes, one seemingly inconsequential cigarette at a time, will also make you sick and might kill you. It just takes longer. You see, this is the insanity of the, of the human brain. If we take 2,000 cigarettes, like if it's a big decision, we're like, no way, I'm not doing it, right? But if you break that down in the individual cigarettes, we say yes to every single one of them, right? So this is kind of the insanity of the human brain. The key to life is to ask yourself, what would I do in the big, you know, 2,000 cigarette moments? And then break that down into its component and make the same decision on the individual cigarettes, right? And we do this in our business as well. For example, let's say it's December 31st, right? And you just ran your last call of the year. And uh, you come out to your van. And when you get out to your van, there's a brown paper bag on the seat of your van. And it's got $50,000 of cash in it. And that 50 grand represents all the extra work, uh, all the extra calls, all the extra preparation you did. It kind of represents your bonus. Everything extra you did. You did a bunch of extra stuff that year to make an extra $50,000. Now, as you're sitting there counting that 50 grand, the homeowner comes out and taps on the window of your van. And you roll the window down and you say, well, you know, can I help you? And your homeowner says to you, well, yeah, I heard you got a bunch of money and I was wondering if I could have the money. Would you give your homeowner your $50,000? <laughs> no way, right? Not no, but hell no. That's your money. That's your family's money. You worked hard for that money. No way you're giving that, that, that money to the homeowner. What if the homeowner then began to negotiate with you and said, well, <clears throat> i tell you what, I'll, let's go 50-50. You keep half and I'll take half. You give me $25,000, you keep $25,000. Do you give your homeowner half of your hard-earned money? Of course not, right? You make the right decision. Why? It's a $50,000 decision, right? It's like a 2,000 cigarette decision. You're going to make the right choice. You're not going to smoke 2,000 cigarettes at one time, and you're not going to give away your 50 grand right? It's a $50,000 decision. But here's the problem. <clears throat> if you break that 50 grand down into the components that you need to do every single day to make an extra 200 bucks per day, right? 200 bucks per day, thousand bucks a week, 50 grand over the course of the year. You break that down in the individual things you have to do every single day to make 200 extra bucks. And sometimes we make the exact opposite decision and we give the $50,000 away to the homeowner 200 bucks at a time in the form of discounts or products and services never even offered. You see, this is the insanity. You wouldn't give your money away 50 grand at a time. The key is you have to stop giving it away 200 bucks at a time. It's the same 50 grand. Now, why would somebody give 200 bucks a day away knowing that it would add up to 50 grand? Well, it's the same reason people smoke. It won't hurt you today. Today, it's only 200 bucks. It's not going to make or break you. But the key is you have to look at the accumulation of these results and understand that the, the essence of the power of consistency, now we're going to talk about the neurology, how to drive these better decisions, but the essence is to make the right decision every single time. It's kind of why Benjamin Franklin said, 
If you take care of the pennies, the dollars will take care of themselves, right? If you take care of the little things, the big things will take care of themselves. So that's the essence of the power of consistency, making the right seemingly inconsequential decisions, making the right decision when you're not even thinking about it. Let me give you another kind of example of what we're going to be trying to accomplish here. So let's say it's the end of your day. You finish up your day at work and you're at the office or maybe you're on a call, doesn't matter, and you're driving home. Now, as you're driving home from work, you've got a lot of things distracting. You've got the radio on. Maybe you've got a phone call going on Bluetooth and you're talking to somebody. You've got, uh, you're having a cup of coffee. Uh, you're, you know, you've got all this traffic around you and you're not really thinking about where you're going, right? You're focusing on your conversation or the song you're listening to. You're not really paying attention. And then somehow, without ever thinking about it consciously, suddenly you pull up in your driveway, right? You ever had that experience? Well, you pull up in your driveway and you never once thought about consciously where you were going. Now, that's happened to all of us. Now, here's the question you got to ask yourself. The very first time you went to that house, right, before you bought it, before you rented it, whatever, the very first time you went there, could you drive there without thinking about it? Of course not. The first time you went there, you had to concentrate. You had to follow directions. You had to have a map or a GPS or a realtor or somebody had to tell you how to get there. But once you made that trip to that house over many, many times, eventually that decision became a seemingly inconsequential decision, right? It became second nature. And once it becomes second nature, it goes from your conscious brain to your subconscious brain. And when you get to your subconscious brain, now you can drive there without ever thinking about it, right? That's a very good illustration. We've all had that experience to where you can drive to your house without ever thinking about it. Well, you can apply that lesson to anything in life. Let's say you're making $100,000 per year and you want to go to $200,000 per year. Are there specific directions you would need to follow to get to $200,000? I mean, in other words, are there specific things you would have to do? Yeah, you might have to get better at your sales process. You might have to run a few more calls. You might have to raise your average ticket. There are things you're going to have to do, right, to double your income. Now, when you first set out to do those things, when you're learning a new process, when you're learning a new way to, to run your calls, you're going to have to concentrate and really focus on it, just like the first time you went to that house. But what happens is as you continue to use those principles over and over, just like driving to and from your house, eventually the directions to $200,000 goes from your conscious brain to your subconscious brain. Now you're on autopilot. <clears throat> now you're making all the decisions that you need to make automatically to get to that 200 grand. So the key is, where am I? Where do I want to go? What are the directions? And how do I program those directions to become second nature? Let's say I weigh 250 pounds and I want to go to 200 pounds. Are there specific directions I need to follow to get to 200 pounds? Absolutely, right? Now, if I follow those directions to 200 pounds, am I going to accidentally end up at 300 pounds? No. You get to 300 pounds by following the directions to get to 300 pounds, right? You get to 200 pounds by following the directions to get to 200 pounds, right? Now, when you first start following these directions, this new diet, new exercise program, whatever it is, as you first start that, you're going to have to really concentrate on it, just like the first time you drove to that house. But as you begin to implement those diet uh, habits on an ongoing basis, and you repeat those steps many, many days, eventually the directions from 250 pounds to 200 pounds become second nature. Now you automatically find yourself reaching for the salad instead of the cheeseburger. You automatically find yourself stopping at the gym on the way home from work instead of having to fight yourself about it. You see, this is the key to life. Find out where you are 
in your personal life, your business life. Where do I want to go? And then you got to figure out the directions. And the key is you have to make the directions second nature, right? Because those are the habitual thoughts, the habitual decisions that we make 30,000 times a day. You have to exercise dominion and control. You have to exercise influence over those 30,000 thoughts per day. You can't just let them happen. You can't just let the world around you, you know, uh, kind of organically develop your habitual thoughts. And that's what happens for most of us, right? You raise this world, you develop a belief system, and next thing you know, you're grown, and you just keep believing the same stuff over and over. And we're never examining whether or not those thoughts are driving the behaviors that will produce the results we want. And so we don't see the connection between our thoughts and behaviors. When you see the connection between your thoughts and behaviors, it's a game changer. Because now you start understanding how important it is to think about what you think about. And instead of just letting those 30,000 thoughts a day happen automatically, you start contemplating, what do I need to do to make sure I'm habitually thinking the things that will drive the behaviors that will produce the results that I want? And that's the key. And that's what I mean about making sure that you're making the right seemingly inconsequential decisions. You got to make sure those 30,000 decisions you make every single day are consistent with the results that you want. I mean, think about it. Let's say you want a particular result and you want to make $200,000 a year, but your habitual thinking are the beliefs that are making you 100 grand a year. How are you ever going to make 200 grand a year if you're thinking $100,000 a year ideas? You have to make sure your 30,000 decisions you make every day are consistent with the outcomes that you want. Otherwise, you're going to be very frustrated. Because you, you keep telling yourself, wow, I want, I want this outcome. I want that outcome. But we never get there. Well, it's because our 30,000 decisions every single day are programmed and designed to go somewhere else, to accomplish something else, right? So you've got to make sure that your 30,000 decisions every day are consistent with the outcomes that you want. When your decisions and your behaviors are consistent with the outcomes you want, guess what? You're going to get those outcomes. There's no two ways about it. Okay, here's another concept that you have to understand. This one's really, really important also. I call this life as a highway. And here's what I mean by that. So think about the city of the town that you're in, right? Or think about any big city. Any big city has a very complex system of highways, right? You've got interstates, you've got county roads and highway roads, state roads. You've got exit ramps, you've got on-ramps, you've got overpasses and underpasses. You got bridges, you got tunnels, you got all this whole complex system of roadways. And on those roads, you have something called cars, right? Automobiles. Automobiles drive down those roadways. And those roadways will deliver you to a very, very predictable, dependable destination. In other words, if you're on one side of town and you follow the roads to somewhere where you want to be on the other side of town, how often, if you follow the directions correctly, you follow the right roads, how often do you get to your desired location? Like 100%. If you follow the roads to go where you want to go, you never accidentally end up somewhere else, right? If I'm in Chicago and I follow the roads to New York, I don't accidentally end up in Los Angeles, right? So you, you can't. If you follow the right directions, you follow those roads, they get you to a very reliable, dependable, uh, predictable location. Make sense? Simple, simple concept. Well, here's what you got to understand. Inside your head, inside your skull is your brain. And your brain 
is a very, very complicated system of highways. You've got the overpasses, you've got the underpasses, you got all these complex highways in your head. But in your brain, we call them neural pathways, but they're the same thing as highways. They are just these road systems, these directions, these habitual uh, beliefs. And instead of having cars like you have on the highways, in your brain, you have thoughts. And your thoughts run down your neural pathways. Your thoughts run down the highways in your brain, just like the cars run down the highways in your town. Now, the thing you got to understand is just like if you follow the highways in your town, if you follow the directions to a particular place, you get to that particular place. In your brain, your habitual thoughts right now have put you exactly where you are. The habitual beliefs in your, in your brain that are running down your neural pathways are producing a very predictable result. It's the results that you have in your life right now. The only thing that is responsible for your situation right now in your life, no matter how good it is, no matter how bad it is, what is responsible for the position you are in your relationships and your finances and things, it's simply a reflection of the habitual thoughts that have run down the neural pathways in your brain. And isn't it true that every single day you think the same things over and over? It's kind of like the traffic in your town. Every single day, the traffic jams are at the same spot, right? It's very predictable where, where the traffic jams are going to be, right? In your brain, it's the same way. Your thoughts are very, very predictable, right? You have the same thoughts about money every day, the same thoughts about your customers, same thoughts about sales, same thoughts about everything. You, you think the same thing over and over every single day. And those thoughts, those habitual thoughts are getting you to a very particular destination in your life, right? So if you can imagine that, that these thoughts running down your highways in your brain are producing the results in your life, what happens if you decide you want something else, right? Your, your thoughts are running down your neural pathways and they're, you're getting you right here. And let's say they're getting you hundred grand a year and you look over across that field, you say, damn, there's 200 grand a year. I want to go over there. If I want to go over to 200 grand a year, can I keep following the directions to 100 grand a year? Of course not. I mean, I can't do that anymore that I can follow the, word, the, the, the roads to Boston and get to LA. If I want to go to LA, I got to follow the directions to LA. So if I want to go from 100 grand a year over here and I'm going to 200 grand, I got to have a new set of roadways. I got to have a new set of directions to follow. And this is really good news because in your brain, you can change your neural pathways. You can recreate new habitual thoughts. You can start thinking over here to 200 grand. Now it takes a deliberate conscious effort to do it, but you can actually change the neural pathways in your brain. It's very important to understand that your brain is not hard like this table right here. Your brain is, is elastic, right? We call it neuroplasticity. And it means your brain is soft. It can actually change its construction. You can grow new neural pathways you can grow new habitual thought patterns. Now, when you're very, very young, the younger you are, the softer the brain is. If you think about a little kid, their brain is very, very soft. And because their brain is very, very soft, they can grow neural pathways like overnight. That's why kids can learn things so quickly, right? You can give a kid uh, something to learn, they'll figure it out and they learn it overnight because their brains are so soft that they're growing neural pathways so quickly and they're learning very, very quickly. If you've ever seen a child who lives in a home where two languages are spoken, how quickly that child will learn both languages. Got a buddy of mine, his wife is Russian. They have a little girl, she's about six years old now, 
and this little girl can speak and write and read in Russian and in English, right? Now, try learning Russian when you're 50 years old. It's very hard. Why? Because as we age, the brain gets harder. That's why we call old people hard-headed. It's a literal thing. When people are hard-headed, their brain becomes hard, sti it gets stiffened as we age. It's just a natural part of the aging process. But as our brain stiffens, it becomes more difficult to change how we think. That's why we say people are, you know, they're, they're stuck in their old ways. And it's, it's like it's true. It's neurologically true. As we get older, by the time you get in your 70s and 80s, basically, you're set in your ways, right? The odds of you learning a new way of thinking or, or a new philosophy on life are very, very slim. Now, the good news is for the average adult, say from 20 to, 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 in their, to 70, let's say, the average adult can learn, can grow a new neural pathway in about 30 days. It takes about a month to grow a new neural pathway to develop a new habitual way of thinking. This is why you probably heard your entire life that a new habit takes about a month to develop, right? Because it takes the brain about a month to catch up with a new habit. You got to do it every day for about 30 days. And that gives the brain time to catch up and to grow the new neural pathway, right? And as you grow the new neural pathway, that becomes a new habitual thought. So if I want to go to 200 grand, what I got to do is I got to figure out what are the habitual things I need to do to get to 200 grand, and what are the thoughts I need to have to drive those behaviors? Because the thoughts, as you'll see here in a moment, the thoughts are the things driving your behaviors, whether you realize it or not. Your habitual thoughts are driving your habitual behaviors. So if I want a new outcome, I got to change my behaviors. If I'm going to change my behaviors, I got to change my habitual thoughts. Awesome content right there from me, as always. Now, if you like this episode, share it on your Facebook page. And if you want to unlock more premium training content to take your company to the next level, click the link in the Facebook post for a free 30-day trial. That's it for this week, folks, on Cracking the Code. We'll see you next week. Until then, my friends, bye-bye for now.